couple of weeks ago, I had dinner with several priests. I'm not sure how we got onto this topic. I, I think we were just talking about different assignments where guys were at, where priests were at in their assignments. And one of the priests, the oldest among the group, soon to retire, he said, you know, I just don't get thank yous from those newly ordained priests like I used to. He said, I send them gifts, like a big check, and I just don't hear back from them. My grandma has said similar things about grandkids and great-grandkids. Maybe you've noticed that too. Thank you notes are less common than what they used to be. We were required every time we had a gift. Write a note back saying thank you. St. Thomas Aquinas said that there are two principal causes of ingratitude. First, he said, is due to the worth of what has been given not being perceived or understood. A person just doesn't see the value in what has been given. He said that forgetting to say thank you falls into this category. He said because if you really understood what had been given, you wouldn't fail to offer thanks. The second principal cause is much more substantial or serious. In contemporary language, it's being entitled, feeling entitled to something. He said the person sees the value and says, I'm worth at least that, probably more than that. This is rightly given to me. I'm owed this. Now, in the gospel, nine out of ten of the lepers failed to say thanks. Now, they had to have known the worth. They had to have known that they were healed, right? Leprosy is skin disease that is perilous. They could die from it. And it automatically ostracized them from the community so to be healed. I mean, they would have known that their lives had changed. I'm not only now not only not in danger of death, but I can be around my family. I can be around the community once again. I mean, maybe they were just overwhelmed and forgot. But an important detail is that all nine who did not say thanks were Jews, were chosen people. I mean, it would appear that there was some sense of entitlement. Look, I'm part of the chosen people. This is kind of due to me. It's hard to believe, nine out of 10. But I was thinking in the past three days, most of us have had about 10 meals. At how many meals in the past three days did you offer thanks? You know, at home, work, school? You know, maybe nine out of 10 isn't so hard to believe. Now, be grateful and teach your kids, your grandkids, to offer thanks, to write notes of thanks, especially to grandma. However, the gospel is emphatically not about gratitude principally or firstly. I mean, it's not as though God became a human being to teach us proper manners, right? Or to show us what proper etiquette is. That might flow from it, but that's not why he came. Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God, Jesus said, as the Samaritan fell at his feet in an act of worship and thanked him. What the Jews looked for from God, especially at the temple, now was being given through Jesus. I mean, this is part of the reason why the first reading was paired with this gospel. Did that seem strange to you a little bit? 
Here's a foreigner, there's one connection, who's healed of a skin disease, there's another connection, and he wanted to pay money to the prophet. No, you can't buy God's gifts. And then what did he, what did he say? Okay, so give me two mule loads of dirt, please. Did that strike you as strange? Like, that's not what I would have come to mind in that situation. But what did he say? Now I know that there is no other God but the one that's in Israel. Circumscribed, that was the ancient mentality in this area. So what am I going to do? There's only one God. He's the true God. So I'm going to take some of that area with me so that I can worship him. That's what the Jews understood in a particular way of the temple. What is Jesus saying? That has served its purpose. That shadowy activity offering sacrifices there pointed to me. I am the temple. I am the reconciliation between God and man. What was given in former days in those different ways, he's saying, is now happening through me in a definitive way. Now, notice that for the one who returned, something more than physical healing was given. Your faith has saved you. It can also be translated as made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. We know this through our own experience. Just because we're physically healthy doesn't mean our life is complete or whole. We can be physically healthy and have relationships that make us miserable, right? The things weigh on us. Physical health is not enough. It doesn't mean our life is complete or whole. That occurs in the gospel by being with Jesus and offering thanks to God. St. Thomas said that it's the nature of gratitude to go beyond the mere repayment. Repayment is just a form of justice. So I lend you $10, you give $10 back to me. That's not gratitude, that's mere repayment. But if you bring with that $10 a nice freshly baked pan of cinnamon rolls, <laughs> there's an expression of gratitude. Gratitude wants to do even more. So the question becomes, how is that even possible for us with God? We can't even repay him, let alone go beyond that. How are we not perpetually in a state of ingratitude towards God? Our own efforts are insufficient, aren't they? I mean, to really say thank you for our life, our blessings, God's love, his son, making us whole by reuniting us with the source of life and love itself? I mean, how is it technically possible to actually offer real gratitude to God? It's only possible, it seems, if somehow we're, reuni we're united with Jesus and what he did is attributed to us, is shared with us as though it's ours. Pope Benedict put it this way, he said, the Son, the incarnate one, bears us all within himself. And in this way, he gives what we ourselves would not be able to give. Central to the Christian life, then, are both the sacrament of baptism, by which we are taken up into Christ's obedience, and also the Eucharist, in which the Lord's obedience on the cross embraces us all, purifies us like Naaman, and draws us into the perfect worship offered by Jesus Christ. I mean, that's just not something we can do on our own. 
thus the imperative to be here every Sunday, joining in Jesus' death and resurrection and thanksgiving, which gives direction to our life, and the love that we need to embrace that trustworthy saying related to us by St. Paul. If we have died with him, we shall also live with him. If we persevere, we shall also reign with him. World without end. Amen.